The Moore family is grieving at the loss of their patriarch, Greg Moore. A widow for the past 40 days, Michelle has shifted her plans of celebrating her and Greg's 30th wedding anniversary this September to preparing Greg's remains for cremation. And now the hunt for Greg's killer is on. Greg was killed in a hit and run on South 216th Way in Maple Valley, Washington in the early morning hours of July 18, 2021. The person responsible for this is still at large today. We, the entire community of Maple Valley, and the family ask that you please share this message on any social media platform via text message with a link, email, or messenger. Please help find Greg's killer. Greg was only 53 years old when he was left to die in a roadside ditch just feet from a church six and a half weeks ago, you guys. He was a loving father to three children. Greg had made a personal decision a few years ago to turn his unhealthy lifestyle habits into healthy ones, ones that would prolong his life with his family. For some time, Greg didn't have the best eating habits and enjoyed drinking and smoking, but in recent years, he turned all of that around. You can see photos of Greg and his radiant smile and fit figure on our social media page. We don't know what he looked like prior to the lifestyle changes, but he looked amazing prior to his tragic death. Greg was born in New York and moved to Washington when he was only 12 years old, growing up in Issaquah, which was not far from Maple Valley, the place that he had called home. Greg left home on the morning of July 18th at 4 a.m. as he did on most Sundays while his wife Michelle still slept. Greg's favorite day of the week to run was Sundays. He said it was peaceful, there weren't a lot of cars on the road, which allowed him to soak up the beautiful Pacific Northwest scenery all around him. On this morning, Greg had set out to take a run on a route that he was more than familiar with, running his normal 15 to 17 miles. Michelle says that running was Greg's therapy. It, along with all of his lifestyle changes, kept him strong both physically and mentally. Michelle woke up at around 4.30 or 5 that morning, just a little while after Greg had set out for his morning run. She went through her early morning routine before it was time for her to start getting ready for her work day. And like clockwork, when she began getting ready for work, she knew, just like every other Sunday, Greg would be walking through the door ready for a shower at about that same time. But this day wouldn't quite mimic all of those other Sundays. The clock kept ticking, and as Michelle was prompted to head out the door when the clock struck 7, she thought to herself just how weird it was that Greg hadn't arrived home yet. But she hopped in her car on her way to work, driving down the streets that she had many times, expecting to see Greg running along one of them. Before she knew it, she was at work without a sight of Greg anywhere. Feeling unsettled, her stomach had turned, so she began texting Greg to, you know, check on his status. Michelle would send three messages to Greg between 8.15 and 9. And in between tasks at work, which obviously, you know, she was very busy. She worked at a grocery store. So knowing Greg was very much a creature of habit, Greg should have arrived home before Michelle left. So she clocked out to make her way back to the roads that her husband would have been running on that morning. Once again, scanning the area, she drove carefully, searching for him, any sign of him. She would eventually make it to that turn into the driveway with no sign of Greg anywhere. So Michelle hopped on the phone, you know, calling all the local hospitals and even reached out to the local authorities. Authorities did not seem too concerned. I mean, it was only about 10 a.m. and they figured Greg hadn't been gone too long and, you know, that he would be back soon. Michelle disconnected the call and she gave it some thought too. Greg felt comfort in routine. That was his thing. She knew that better than anybody, so she knew that something was very wrong and she had to call Greg's parents. 
So Michelle connected with Greg's father, Ralph, who was known to be like a very easygoing guy. So this was usually a good thing for her to call just not today. When he heard Michelle's account of the morning and that Greg had still not come home from his run, Ralph's demeanor changed and Michelle totally felt that. Ralph didn't skip a beat telling Michelle they needed to search for Greg immediately. Hearing his reaction from Ralph just confirmed Michelle's gut feeling that whatever happened to Greg, wherever he was, this was not good. So Ralph and Carolyn, which was Greg's mother, arrived at Michelle and Greg's house just a short time later. And then the three of them set off to search the roads, roadsides, ditches, just everywhere for Greg, hoping that they could find him, even if he was injured, but just to know that he was okay. The first crossroad that Michelle and Greg's parents came to was shortly after leaving their house. A left turn would take them down a dead end road. A right would take them down into the main roads of Maple Valley. They decided to check that dead end first by making a left just to cover all of Greg's tracks. Knowing that he would hit that road at the end of his run if he was still feeling energized, he loved the incline that that road had to offer. It was around this dead end that Michelle and Greg's parents meet another driver who was at the dead end lost. The female driver had been detoured by a police road closure due to a car accident. Hearing the driver of that other car say the words car accident as she calmly asked for directions on how to get out of the area made Greg's loved one's heart sink, but they tried to stay positive. Greg was not driving, he couldn't have been in a car accident, he was on foot and he was okay. Nonetheless, they head in the direction of the road closure, officers signaling them, you know, to keep it moving along. Greg's dad stops and lets the officer know why he's in the area, asking for any details he could give on the accident ahead. What the officer said next was enough for them to know that Greg was never coming home. The officer wasn't able to disclose many details, but did inform them that the accident ahead was a fatal pedestrian hit and run. They knew that Greg was gone. That's just like gives me chills too because as a parent like to get those details but know that Greg is you can't find him like obviously you would put two and two together. Yeah and they knew that he should have been home literally hours and hours and hours ago. I just it's heartbreaking. It is. Not wanting to leave the scene knowing that it had to be her son who was laying all alone just ahead. Carolyn had stayed near that road closure while Ralph then drove Michelle back to the home before returning himself to the scene. Word quickly spread to Michelle and Greg's friends on local news of Greg's untimely passing. So friends of Michelle and Greg arrived at her house as soon as they heard the news, unannounced, just to console grieving Michelle. All she wants now is for the person responsible to turn themselves in. She and her family want to know what happened on that road. The area that Greg was running in had a stretch that was not ideal for pedestrians due to the traffic and there was little to no shoulder. But Greg knew which side of the road to run on. I mean, he was familiar with it, obviously. So again, this is why he loved running on Sunday so much. And it was the least traffic day of any other day of the week. So police made contact with the owner's homes and businesses in this area. They obtained video surveillance footage that may have caught Greg running, possibly, you know, the accident as it happened itself and they actually hit the jackpot in the investigation when they came across Greg on a camera from a fireplace store called Good Earthworks, and this was on South 216th Way. So the footage shows Greg running past the store at 6.10 a.m., followed by what is now the vehicle of interest. It had run a stop sign coming from the direction in which Greg would have been hit just a few moments earlier. Detectives with the King County Sheriff's Office 
Major Accident Response and Reconstruction Division have identified a vehicle as a dark-colored, late-model Toyota Camry. This is the car that blew through that stop sign. From the video, investigators were able to determine there was a second car following closely behind that Camry that too blew through that same stop sign, an indication that the two cars were traveling together and in a hurry to leave the area. Now, why were they in such a hurry? Mm -hmm. Evidence is pointing to the fact that the Camry, or the car behind it, hit Greg and sped off instead of stopping to help him. Somebody out there, or multiple people out there, because there was two drivers in two different cars, knows exactly what happened to Greg. You guys, please come forward. Greg was just six minutes away from home that morning he was killed. Police have disclosed little on this very active investigation, only putting out that APB for a late model Toyota Camry with possible front end damage and damage to the passenger side. So a piece of the car's headlight was actually found at the scene. This indicates to investigators that the car may also have damage to the hood, you know, the windshield, possibly the side mirror. So we got to keep a lookout for that, you guys. The area that the accident occurred in is actually very rural, so it's not surprising to police that there were obviously no witnesses the morning of the accident. And you know, Greg's body wasn't found until hours later. He was found by a man in a truck pulling into the church for service who his truck was high enough, he was elevated up enough that he could actually see down into the ditch where Greg was. Greg was due to be a grandfather to his first grandchild in November of this year. Sadly, he's never going to meet his grandchild. His grandchild will never be able to run, hug his grandfather, spend all those memories and all this time with his granddad. He'll never get to do that. Instead, the baby will visit a memorial marking Greg's passing along a rural roadside, which is just heartbreaking. So sad. A pair of running shoes and flowers lay where Greg took his last breaths all alone you guys. Greg's family is now living through their sixth week without him. Greg was killed, left for dead by somebody who was probably too scared at the moment and now to come forward. If you are listening right now, please listen to Michelle's pleas. Please listen to the sheriff's pleads. Please listen to our pleads if yes. that means anything. You guys need to come forward. Regardless of how scared you are, everybody knows you're scared. Anybody in your shoes would be scared. But you have to do the right thing sooner or later because you're going to be confronted with the consequences for your actions. It's better for you to come forward on your own today rather than waiting until the police come knocking at your door because they are. It's only a matter of time. Someone other than the driver that killed Greg has information that the investigators need. They may not even know they do. Pay attention to your surroundings. It's not too late. Does a friend, neighbor, or coworker have a car matching the description of the one in question that is no longer being driven? Mm. Is there now a car under a tarp in a friend's driveway or your neighbor's driveway? Is there possibly a car that you've noticed is abandoned in that rural area of Maple Valley that you haven't yet called in? Whoever was driving on 216th that morning belonged in the area. Officers, authorities, they're almost certain of that. There's a very high probability. Be aware of your surroundings. Talk to your neighbors. Share Greg's story. You guys, like Raina said, this is a very rural area. You don't just drive through from point A to point B unless like point A is your home. 
So if you live in this area, check your cameras today before all that data is lost. If you live on or were in this area and you have dash cams, check those as well. You never know what you might have caught on camera. People caught people catch a lot of stuff on their dash cams. The reward for information leading to an arrest and conviction is now almost $40,000 mm -hmm. and this is rising by the day thanks to generous donations of the community and complete strangers who have just really been touched by Greg's story. What amount will it take for someone to come forward and to just do the right thing? Michelle will never see Greg's face or hear his voice again. Instead, she carries his ashes with her from the coffee table during the day and into the room in the evening and puts it on her bedside table so as if they're laying together at night, you guys. They always lay together at yes. night. Heartbreaking for Michelle. If you have information on the hit and run that killed Greg, please reach out to Crime Stoppers. You can always remain anonymous. Their number is 800-222-TIPS. Or you can download their app, P3Tips, and you can report what you know that way as well. Again, the car in question is a dark model Camry, probably between a 2001-2006 model, similar year, decent amount of front end damage. Like we said, there was little found at the scene, so investigators stress that any car fitting this description that you may be questioning in your mind, regardless of the type of visible damage, it needs to be reported, you guys. Photos of the car are also linked on our social media. Check out our bio too. We've linked the official Who Killed Greg website there. There's a GoFundMe. Every penny goes towards that reward for Greg's killer, as well as interviews that were done by Michelle. So please share this episode on your social media with friends. It's as simple as sharing the link. It doesn't even matter how you get it. Like we said, there was multiple people that blew the stop sign that morning and people talk. Please help. Please share. You never know who might know some of the information that the investigators are looking for. Greg was a master craftsman, a loving family man, and an amazing friend. Help Michelle, their kids, and Greg's family find peace. Michelle, if you're listening, or if someone Michelle knows is listening, please send her our heartfelt condolences. Yes. When I was informed of Greg's story by a friend who knows Michelle, it was actually one of her coworkers who's one of my really good friends, so I knew that those Murder Girls podcasts needed to share the information that had been made public by Michelle and the authorities, hoping it lands in the right ears. Michelle, we wish your family peace. We hope that this investigation concludes soon and that the person or persons responsible is able to give you guys the answers for the questions that you have. Thank you guys for joining us today on this special episode. We hope you have a wonderful and a safe weekend, and we will see you next Friday. Bye, Bye guys. guys.